0: Life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights kettle flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce
1: checks, great a bachelorette. <laughs> Drunks in the front making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.
2: Check, 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 a, check, you know, check. check, check.
0: We're just gonna keep it fully hydrated. That's all. We're
2: not gonna keep all this? Check, then check, check.
0: Know. No, I don't think I don't know. I just wanted
2: to go back to just making jokes about the president without everybody getting pissed off. Now. Are we on right. now? Right. We
0: can start whenever you want. As oh, oh, well, soon sooner we start, soon we get over with. I got food to marinate. I got, things to, I got
1: things to yeah, to food to, to marinate. All right. All right. Th- this, is, to, this, is is a, this is a very adult Bobby Slater. Yeah. I, I have food to chop and marinate. Yeah, I got things to do. Before, 40 years ago, I got three hookers lined up. I got an eight ball coming. Come on. What's going on? I got food to
0: marinate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can always get back to that. <laughs> Adam, are we on yet? I, well, I can introduce you or you can go. Take your pick. Okay. Well, Okay, I guess Bobby Slayton. How long have you been doing this podcast? been doing this for 15 years? I've been doing this for 10 years. And you finally got me on the show. You know what happens? People run out of people to have on shows, so when I finally get a call, they go, we've been trying to get you for years. What it is is we've run out of stuff. Like, Rich, you did, you ever do a Young Comedian special? First it was Rodney Dangerfield. You ever do one of those? No, no. I did the 11th annual... Young comedian special. Now, <laughs> right. Okay. The first couple of years they, with Rodney still. By the time you did it, you weren't a young comedian anymore. <laughs> well, the eleventh <11th> exactly, <laughs> annual. <laughs> exactly. They finally got to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first one was Rodney. First couple. but right. They had, you know, they had, I think Seinfeld and Bill Maher and you know all the guys that you know we start out with, but went on to fame and fortune, and then and then the next year it was like Dana Carvey and Dennis Miller and a few other, and then the next year and I kept going. Well, this is going to be my year, and then it was like, it was Norm Macdonald. This this guy from SNL, I said, Well, next year will be my year. So by the time we did the eleventh annual uh, about five comics each other been 50 55 comics they had gone through i finally get a young comedian special i'm barely still a young comedian i'm in my 30s but no you like, weren't a
1: young comedian you're uh,
0: in your 30s well <laughs> compared to me now but yeah, i was a young comedian. so so it's like doing your show you finally like who else are we going to talk to who else wants to do this right. and, you know i mean i've been trying to get you for what i think i first met you four or five you, years ha- ago. you asked me to do this like six months ago Okay, but anyway But it's good we waited so long So now you have Now you have yeah, I you tell
1: up. you what Bobby may have Meat to marinate But he can hold a resentment <laughs> I
0: know, <laughs> yeah, He, yeah. he, he marinates yeah. meat And resentments. I, I, resist, <laughs> I am so resentful I've yeah. always wanted I to do this show ago,
1: Six I always, months ago Six months ago Six months ago my January friend. 13th <laughs>
0: Yeah I never, got, I never got Letterman I never <laughs> got this show And I never got Murray's podcast you never so had a The din- resentment never I Never had a
1: dinner Yeah He never had a dinner Yeah,
0: right But uh, um, Yeah, anyway but it's finally, it's great. It's great to finally do your show, and and now since we it so long, you have more imaginary listeners than you had before. <laughs> so now it's going to be, it's going to be great. All right. So what is since a road story? Let me do all the talking. Oh, uh, you? Why don't no, you just go ahead? So it's a road. It's how many road stories? Okay, because Scheidner has his book on road stories. He's, He's got, got, like got two books, his book, it? which is on my, well his. The second book I have on second Kindle. Book, kicking it's, Through the Ashes. That's I was going to plug your book since I don't have my book yet. Your book is on, I'm, I'm finishing Warren Zivon's Springsteen. I never finished Keith's book, and you're right you there in my top
1: five. You won't finish Zivon's. I'm almost through. I love Zevon's. I couldn't put it down. It, it got
0: very depressing.
1: Oh, no. You, which one are you talking
2: about? Warren Zivon's uh, book? About, about uh, yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll Rest When I'm Dead? Yeah yeah, 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 I put
1: it down very easily.
2: Uh, every page. I When, really? I, thought, when I thought I may, might have a drinking problem, I just cracked it I, I, yeah, yeah. I just didn't
1: like the style of it was written.
2: Oh, was I couldn't put lazy. it down. Not just
0: drinking. Like, sure, I knew you had a drinking problem. But you ever become violent and beat the shit out of your wife? And no. Then, and then on top of that, she came back to him 12 times. What was the yeah. matter with that brood? I mean, <laughs> you know? It's love. <laughs> I mean, it can, I mean I love Warren Zevon but you know how many times can you get beat up by a guy who's, who's not a stoner or a beetle and come back to him you you, you you, do seem to have like a
1: two-sided problem there yeah it wasn't just one it wasn't like a beetle and she ran out and he chased her down she kept coming no, she kept back, back. Oh, so it, my was, God. it was definitely a dance they were doing
0: and the drugs and it was just my bar and body. the
1: drugs and the people and there's no marinating of the meat there's not one <laughs> bit of that book about marinating meat
0: yeah um, oh because now your imaginary listeners have yes. no idea what you're talking about
1: you just started you started the whole podcast about, yeah, gotta go meat to do. Meat for I said the sooner
0: we start the podcast although people think it's live right. as sooner we do this get over with I go back to marinating my meat uh yeah. Huh? huh? Yeah. Like choking the chicken yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> marinating, no matter what you say it's a euphemism for jacking no, of off <laughs> uh, gotta, gotta put cream in the coffee
1: <laughs> 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 I used to do a joke where guys can turn anything a woman says into a section when you end up what? Anything a woman says, a guy can turn into a... Oh, actually. Like, well, we just I, go, I got to get my tires rotated. I right? got the rotator <laughs> tires. <laughs> and now now I realize that everything I, you know, when you're you're younger, it's like you'd, every time Next somebody does something funny, everybody does something funny, right? right. You go, are you going to use that? Can I use that? Because right, that would go good in my act, right? Can right. I use that? Now, anytime somebody says funny, you go, yeah, I used to do a joke like that.
0: Right. It All... becomes that now.
1: <laughs> Although a joke like that. Yeah.
0: though know, I was having Thanksgiving dinner. And I guess uh, somebody's trying to help my girlfriend with the whipped cream. And the whipped cream got all over his shirt. He made some kind of, you know, cum joke. And I, you know, not being a professional comedian and not being that funny, I go, well, you know, I, I wasn't sure if he was making the joke because I was a comic or he just – see, if I wasn't there – he would have been, that would have been a great joke. But since, you know, I was there to supervise and, yeah. and so, you know, like yeah. that was, come on, that was below your pal. Don't and you think he wants to Is trying to compete with you maybe or impress who you? Who knows? That's why yeah, I never may tell, be impressed, impress, but, Not yeah, compete. But, but, but you impress. do raise, the,
1: exactly. when a comics area does raise the level, it does raise the
0: Well, that's why level. I hate going, first of all, I hate parties, whether right. there's comics there or not. But at least if there's guys like you, uh, or somebody that's on the on the fringes of the business, more like Murray. You know, um, I'm not going to put you and Murray in the same category. That would, that wouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no
1: longer on the fringe. Yeah. Okay, let's not. I'm on my never-ending circling the drain yeah. tour. Yeah. So there's no John Mayer. You um, you know, but John
0: Mayer. You can be John Mayer. <laughs> but but um, John Mayer. You, but Here's why I hate John going to play.
1: Did you say mayo or mayor? Mayor. Mayor. Oh, I'll take Is John
0: Mayer. Yeah. A oh, male oh, John Mayer. I love. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we should make a musical show. I don't really want to talk I road stories. Stack, a uh, amp there. I'm very. Uh, I'm a guitar player myself. I mean, that's for my brothers. But anyway, so. Um I, no, here's why I hate parties because you know when you're a comic, and, and people know you're a comic, and they meet, they think the job is so fascinating, which I guess it is, But I think comics like to hang with comics, and I used to tell my wife this, and I tell my daughter, tell, this is why firefighters or or doctors or nurses or you know marines yeah. or baseball players because they have something in common, and you don't want to talk to you know civilians, and because people always say you know, hey, did you know Robin Williams? Or I got a joke for you. Well, or, or, you know. Hey, And 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 then I tell people, look, I don't want to talk about me and I don't really give a shit what you do. So there's no reason for me to be here. You know?
1: Well, there's a reason not to go to parties. Look, I find it different anyway, because like when I first started doing this forty years ago, would you tell somebody you're doing stand up comedy, go, it looked like you're like a like you're some sort of creature that came out of the right, prehistoric right. I'm you just damn comedy, I've never met a comic before. Now if you say it they go, Yeah, I used to do it too. No yeah, matter I mean, what they do it, everybody's done it. Yeah, yeah. my brother does my it. My brother does yeah. it, my cousin yeah. does it, everybody does it. I
2: met a, a woman at the Eagles concert and my buddy set me up. He's like, Oh yeah, he's a comic and she's
1: like, Oh, so am I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. She if you're a nurse. If you have the, exactly. But it's it's a hobby now, which I can't even imagine people do it as a hobby. But they do it as a hobby now. I know. It's like, a, like go, a, really? Yeah. To me, I couldn't imagine doing it as a hobby. It's like, yeah, I just kind of do it on the side. They never intend to quit their day do job. The I can job. imagine they used a professional. Yeah, he's right. Like, don't
0: quit your day job. Right. Now right. it's like,
1: yeah, you know, I'm not going to quit it. They'd Heckle, and go. No, I'm not intending to quit it. <laughs> this is how killing as a time fact, here. I got to
2: wrap up. I got to get
1: in there. It's tomorrow
0: <laughs> Professional stamp collectors must feel the same way. What do you mean it's a hobby for you? This is my life. <laughs> 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 I think it's the same. Think, it's a, it's but, same. But you know what? And I think we might have all done this, and I don't remember doing this. Yeah. But you still get people coming up and saying, "You know, I was really funny in college. I think I could do this," and it doesn't you really translate that's one no, that could no. really be one little like you know if you were funny in college you know it could be possible that but no, no
1: no no you want to tell them you go listen man it's rusted it's done it's rusted over and shut it's like a hatch that's rusted over you can't open that door to your funny right. in college anymore yeah <laughs> we had to keep it loose and keep it going right right we've kept the lubricated oil and machinery working right. for 30 40 years right but I- if you haven't opened that hatch in 30 40 years the foul smell that comes out of that college funny <laughs> would knock you out.
0: You know, I find I it offensive
2: when somebody says, oh, you know what? Your Aunt Dottie should be a comedian. She's funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I get that all the time. Oh, man. And it's
2: just like, oh, yeah, put Aunt Dottie out and, you know. I don't know you,
0: Idaho. You know what I find bar. if if she <laughs> does. if I'm off for a week or two, <laughs> it, it takes me a show to get back into oh, yeah, it. Yeah. It's slightly rusted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I said I went up to yeah. Ventura to do
2: that guest spot the other night because I knew I'd be off for all of Thanksgiving because you just it takes you a couple. It takes me a, maybe a day, a show or two. to oh, get yeah. back into it.
0: Well, you don't have as much to remember. I've seen your act. But for us, it gets very deep and intricate and complicated. There's different levels. There's comebacks. There's punctualized. Like, it's um, a different thing with us. Like you just worry about your podcast. I'd like to
2: bring up a deep thing that Bobby Slate – There's two things I remember about working with Bobby Slate. <laughs> Where do we work together, by the way? Uh, hey, by, by the way, can I – Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It was Which usually two? like Irvine or Brea, uh, Melrose once or twice. But right. the first time, oh, yeah. first time I met you uh, – I'm like, okay, cool. I want to sit and watch his act. And uh, so I watched it. There was a a family. It was a mother and a father and their daughter and their son. And the whole time you kept reminding the dad that – no, the daughter and her boyfriend. And you kept reminding that the boyfriend's balls would be hitting her daughter's chin (laughs) all night. And you just kept going like this. Yeah. This is, this is what you're going to hear all, yeah. <laughs> all
0: night. <laughs> I enjoy those family shows because it upsets me when people say shows. that my show is not fun for the whole family <laughs> and then families come. And most of them leave <laughs> uh, pretty intact, <laughs> y- you know? I don't know. But but it's like you said, you guys, I know you want to talk about road stories. Mm-hmm. And then Scheider, as soon as he walks in the house, asked me if I was going to play the Borgata anytime again soon. <laughs> and then I, said, I remember oh, you said on Facebook, you yeah, made yeah. that comment. That was a weird gig. Tell, I mean, us, tell us what happened. <laughs> you know, no, but again, when you told me you're going to do a show on Road Stories, I said, well, how many stories are left that you guys haven't told already, that you haven't heard already? And then you reminded me just a few months ago, okay, the 40 years I've been doing stand up, I don't remember the last time I got fired from a gig. Now, there have been gigs where, um, you know, they haven't got over great. There's sure. been corporate gigs where they said, thank you. Maybe we should have hired you. And I mean, very few and far between. Sure. Most of them go fine. But to get fired from a gig, it's something that i don't know they if You get
1: fired from a gig. <laughs>
0: fired that is what a man <laughs> never had to be a, a man but that no that was a that was a weird one because you know the have you played the borgata if Yeah, you've played, played i've played been three I've times played. this year yeah, the, the comedy right. club
1: you know what i don't do i don't talk politics right because i don't do it in my act anyway. Sure, right so i don't but god tell your story but but why, why, why did you get fired
0: well what first of all the borgata has a big giant room where the room. Howie Mandel will be playing, or it's Larry called, the Cable Guy will called be playing. the music box. It's a great room. Sure. Right, it's like nine hundred people it can hold nine hundred people. I'm not talking about that room. I'm talking about their big giant theater. They have another theater where they'll be putting on major famous comics. So it's not like the that, but those are people that people are going to see. The Howie Mandels, right? You know, the, they play. That room you played, brother? but there, there's another one that sometimes oh, they play. A the hidden room. A bigger. <laughs> a,
1: it's a, It's even bigger.
0: It's under bigger. Hidden. It's down below the, below, the was ocean. There,
1: below the ocean.
0: Howie was there playing uh, the giant... We played the theater 900 seats, but there's a, like a three, 4,000-seat room they there. Get
1: big, they get names that draw in, the, in that room that we played. But anyway, go ahead. Go yeah. Music box. Um, 900 people. Yeah, no.
0: Anyway, so I played there last year, and they made it quite clear to me, you do whatever you want to do, which I would anyway, but I right. do try to clean it up a little because I know there's a lot of these people that come in on the buses. These old ladies, they get their free coupons mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't even paying for the show. You know, you get a handful of people that are coming from Philly to see me or to sure. see the comedy but for the most part, i say a good third to half, at least of that crowd is there because they got a free ticket right. and they want to see comedy and they have no idea who you are and they don't care. So, last year when I did at the first show, they said to me, Bobby, you know what? It's okay to say fuck once or twice. And, you know, you kept it pretty clean. But, you know, you're the headliner. You could do it. But they made sure the other guys didn't do it. And, I, and the shows went perfectly fine. You know? They said, we always get a few walkouts. Doesn't matter who's there. Always 10, 20 walkouts. 30, 40 walkouts. There's always people... <laughs>
1: That's not. He's going no. to. No. I mean, Bobby, we get a half a half The crowd walks every no. show. Every show, to, five, four or five other right. people walk. Bobby. No, no, no. Don't really. feel bad. It happens to everybody. No. They walk out, the they come back in, they walk out. They,
0: come they back told in. me every show because the two acts before yeah. you do almost an hour, people are tired. It doesn't really matter who's on. Oh, they, so
1: it's not... No, no, they don't do much. They, they The two acts
0: in front of you do total 30, 30 No, they minutes. did about 45, whatever. But, but, whatever. but people, you can see the people falling asleep. Well, you did the room. Anyway, so the last time I did it, I, I, I did the f- the first night, and uh, I forgot who opened for me. They, they did really well. Mitchell Walters did fine. And um, I've got to remember who the other guy was, but he did fine. So I went out there, and the first joke I did Gotta laugh, but I mentioned something about Trump, and it wasn't. I really wasn't going to get political, but the man was starting to annoy me so much. I had a joke about something, and it was it was kind of nebulous. It wasn't really a political joke, but you know, Donald Trump's running for president. If you see my act before, it's hard to offend me. No matter what you say, it's hard to offend me. Donald Trump offends me, and before I could get to the joke, why he offends me, and it was actually almost a pro. I was going to say, you know, he hates women. He hates. He doesn't like gays. He doesn't like Muslims. I mean, there's bad things about him too. Right. <laughs> and so I was actually going the other way. Sure, sure. They wouldn't even let me get there. So I said, the man offends me. They started hissing and booing in the crowd, and I said, really, Atlantic City? Really, you like this idiot? He's done a lot for this fucking city, hasn't he? Oh, because yeah. that day, they were even picketing. It was finally closing his last, you know, yeah, the last, yeah. right, you right, know, right. nail in the coffin of his his casino. But he had two what? Two casinos that closed. The guy did right. so. That made people pissed off, and right there, when they get pissed, I get pissed, I get pissed, and they're pissed, and you know I've got a little just bit better over the a years. Cycle of
1: piss. <laughs> yeah, I, I just pissed, <laughs> just, and um, yeah.
0: which,
2: which is a nice name for Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, cycle of piss.
0: <laughs> so they said, a bunch of people walked out, but I, you can't really see it from on stage, which is fine. So I went on with my act, and 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 well, I don't even remember anymore because it's all, all a blur. But there was somebody in the audience said something else, and I gave him shit, and whatever. Some I guess
1: shots rang out. It was a blur.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know what? Once I went to a certain level, I said, look, if you, if you don't like me, I might as well just keep going. And if you like me, let's just, you know, I, I figured at this point, whoever likes me is going to stay. Whoever, they said they've never had somebody walk out. So hundreds of people walked out. And here's the funny thing. I can only see three or four people walk out because you know, mostly, as you know, you can only see the first 20 rows. Right, sure, so course. I could see people leaving. I said to the woman, are you, you know, how many Mexicans are here? Good, enough to clean up. That's all you need. Right. That joke kills everyone. Sure. So this Mexican gets up. Five other Mexicans get up. And I think, fuck the Mexicans. Fuck Trump. So at this point, <laughs> it, it's shoot out at the okay corral i'm not gonna uh, you know it's butch cassidy i'm gonna jump over there and in a face you know the, the banditos i'm like gonna face the fucking apaches it's custom's last stand this
1: this and, is this is where the japanese discovered kamikaze yeah. the guy got shot he goes well i'm getting going in anyway i might as well go into the show you know exactly <laughs> i might as well take everybody with now me.
0: the next day i saw pockets of people who said we've been here a million times it's the best comedy show i've ever seen here because that's I get people who hate it or love it. Right, Unfortunately, sure. that show, most of them hated it. Yeah. But the ones that loved it, loved it, because I wasn't going to back off at that point. So here's the best part. So the next morning, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to call Richard, uh, Richard Minervino, who runs the place, to ask him, you know, if he thinks I went too far. And you know, Not that I would have backed off at all. We had a whole week ahead of us. And he calls me up because Bobby, listen, you know how much I love you. Minervino was there, and he was cracking him. I could hear him laughing. Sure I could is. see him doubling over. Yeah. And he's, you know, the guy that books are playing. Yeah, yeah. He said, look, the casino decided that you're... Not right for their clientele. Now, of course, I was in the big theater selling out because, you know, uh, that would be different because people come to see me. So he said, look, here, here's what they said. Uh, they, they just want you to take the rest of the week off and I'm going to get somebody to take your place. I said, fine, but, you know, I can't change my ticket now and fly home right. because you're still getting paid. You can stay here all week. And then Minovini says to me, look, I'm going to do my best to go back and tell them to give you another chance. I said, Minovini, I don't want another chance. They let me stay all week. I love this hotel. I love Atlantic <laughs> City. There's great restaurants. I can stay all week and get paid. You need to book me here five times. This would be, be the greatest gig in the world. Never mind Caesar's Palace, Gary Seinfeld, a million dollars a night. I'd be very happy. Book me in the Borgata. You don't have to do any shows. And you get to stay here for free. And you still get paid. So, Anyway, I stayed for a few more days, went to a couple of great restaurants. I called American Airlines, they changed my flight, I went home and saw my girlfriend. Did those those restaurants marinate the meat? Oh, did they marinate the meat? <laughs> did they marinate Marinate the my meat? meat right now. <laughs> By the way, you keep mentioning that. No, but I was just saying that. That's, that's why, you know, I knew you guys wanted to do a show about road stories. But, you know, I'm a gourmet chef. I'm a wine connoisseur. I'm an art collector. I'm a, a you know, I'm a full-time alcoholic. I'm sure. an occasional coke abuser. I'm, I'm a womanizer. I, I, I There's so many things in my life. I'm like Iron Man Flint. I'm <laughs> like James Colbert. I could, and you want to talk about giggles and the chuckle hut. <laughs> By the way, is there a chuckle hut? Because I know every comic. There's every, every no, there's ceremony. no chuckle hut. I mean, no. That, that's there's got to be one. <laughs> I don't think so,
1: man. There should be by now. By now, they're run out of names. They got to think, start
0: using the joke names. Wait though. a second. Didn't our old friend Bill Kirkenbauer? Oh, you just opened a comedy club in Austin. Uncle, Isn't it called the Chuckle? Uncle Lot? Crazy's
1: or something. Uncle Crazy's. Uncle Crazy. Wait,
0: Bill Kirkenbauer opened a new club? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it's, I've been seeing his it's post. In Austin. It's in. in, in I think uh, he found a spare hotel room outside of Austin. Really? Right? Does he live there now? Is that where? Yeah, is? yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: That's how it all starts.
1: <laughs> it's like your first hit. You know, I uh, take the door. You take the drinks. <laughs>
0: How long have you guys known each other? How long what? How long have you guys known each other? Being shied, Probably in the early 80s. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Probably. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we have in you know, common so. that I don't know we've ever discussed besides the fact that we, we both did a lot of drugs and alcohol and stand-up. We both dated women who, who turned into lesbians. Both of us. I'm in that club see you are yeah, well, he was married woman. to one i only did, see yeah. i only i only had to date one for two days before she, she was on the fence i <laughs> threw yeah, over yeah, yeah. old. that's how good i am
1: see a lot of people go like they blame you like a blame thing which right, is ridiculous right. anyway but if you even want to take that stance i go how do you know i didn't keep her from becoming a lesbian earlier <laughs> how do you know that my good efforts didn't keep her on your straight team longer go to her dad i did as best as i could for as long as i <laughs> could <It's> exactly exactly
0: <laughs> mine was two days two dates <laughs> uh sex once or twice i don't remember maybe three dates i think she went back to the hair salon she worked he goes i'm a lesbian she was on the fence she was sure. bi but yeah, i kind of yeah. gave her a little kick yeah, yeah, over yeah. the edge yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah you, you still have the deal
0: we have that we went you too oh
2: uh, yeah 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 colleen huh yeah. colleen her name was colleen
0: well we'd and, have to uh,
2: i don't know we uh made out a few times went out a few times and then i lost track of her and then i found out two years later she's a lesbian
0: yeah, that's not yeah. as colorful a story. He wait I She's actually. Cleaning
2: it
1: she, work. Was she became busy. the next day. He was married to one. Yeah, years. Okay, well, it's it's good. How long was you, How long are you married to her? Uh, we got married in in eighty uh, one, and I think the 81? divorce was final in eighty six, January like January eighty six. Eighty uh-huh. okay. one, yeah, yeah, October. Are you doing getting married in the eighties, and you're a stand-up? You it was crazy. crazy. Times, you know what? Man. You know what? It was like. First of all... It's like Bill Ryman
2: leaving the stones to marry
1: that 16-year-old. I know. 13-year-old, like, I think.
0: fourteen. Okay. I
1: proposed gonna... we were tripping on acid. Oh, all right. Okay, that gave you okay. an indication right there. Understood. You know, she had rainbows coming out of her eyes. She looked like a unicorn. You had to marry that. That was it. But there was no... There was no... We were it was like we were, oh, we're gonna start a family now. Or anything. Right, right, it was like right. something to do. Sure. I think the point was at that point in her life, she'd gone to a lot of weddings where she was the maid of honor. All her friends were getting married. It was mm. time. I had two younger brothers who were already married, had kids. It was like, okay, we'll do this. We'll right. get this thing out of the way. Yeah. You know, we've been to high school, we've been to college, let's get married, let's get that out of the way. Right. But it was almost a marriage like you ever see Jack Nicholson in The Last Detail? Yeah. There's a line in that movie where this woman goes, yeah. Have you ever been married? He goes, Not so you'd notice. <laughs> <laughs> that was my marriage. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, how long? How's the you haven't asked party? one
2: question yet, have you? What? Your podcast. I have, me I and no. carrying the whole show. Lost.
1: You painted him a mic and it was done. Dude, I already,
2: you know what? You know what I did? And I never do. I just set the levels before I left the house today. I'm like, <laughs> as soon as I turned this thing on, I am <laughs> he not. Was go- the, he sat down taking, and he was going. man. Somebody's taking the wheels on this thing. It's not going to be me. I know it's not. <laughs> go ahead, <man. laughs> Go ahead,
0: man. Well, Why don't you ask a question? Don't you have that one podcast road story question? That- you have to ask him, what's your worst road gig? I mean, you know. No, I never
1: I don't know if no, do. he By the way, you haven't done this sort of stuff very often,
0: no. have you? Yeah. Right. yeah. You haven't done this these kind of
1: podcasts it. very often, have you?
0: What's, what's that? You haven't done these, do these kind of
1: first? podcasts very often. Not
0: very often. No, no I don't no. do these You ever. don't get asked very often. No. There's six months <laughs> ago, it
1: took him that long before <laughs> you, you he asked you.
0: You know what the worst thing is? You have to do all these radio shows. <laughs> you know, shows. You, know bad, you go on the road he's and you like do a the rhinoceros.
1: <laughs> he's, he just comes steaming ahead. The,
0: the worst thing is when you do the morning radio, you're, you're in a town. I mean, I, I know you're not doing this so much anymore, but, you know, you go to a town and you get there a day early so you can do the morning radio shows and then you go on the, the urban stations, which is a waste of time because you know none of them are going to come see you. Yeah, I do the top Forty stations where I know not too many wife jokes. Not too many. You're in Texas. Sure. I'm not going to do any. You know how much guns suck and how right. much you know Texas sucks. And you know what's the point of doing that? Because you're to get people to your show, do, do. but. Okay, I'm no, no, I was just going to say Then I can't tell how many shows that I do now. Okay. I go in, I'm prepared. I got my jokes. And then the guy, will ask you the DJ or radio personalities he likes to be called these days, uh, you know, they all have different names. Like ever since Norton, the subterranean engineer, you can't yeah. even call black people colored anymore. The whole thing sucks. Trump will bring all that back. But anyway, so, <laughs> but I hate when you go in and these guys can't take two fucking minutes to do that. So Bobby, have you been on TV? What, what have you done? <laughs> right. You can't even look on the internet for yeah. say, Hey, you work with this guy. What was that like? Hey so you were not moving
1: but then you find it different anyway anyway because we used, back in the again back sure. in the 80s you'd go in they'd go hang out you'd hang out all morning right you'd hang out more. I'd go into the bathroom you're doing blow and it's hanging out all morning so it's like another show right? right but now they come in it's like they want you five minutes they just go here's your segment right they, they really have it timed out oh yeah and they say, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Rich, blah. blah
2: I heard you had something about refrigerators, and then you <laughs> yeah. do your bit, and then they're over there <laughs> dialing in the next song and whatever. This is the anti-morning radio show. When yeah. I first started doing this oh. ten years ago, but this. Yeah. Yeah. I made it the This is the Anti Radio show. But there's still I'm not some set you up for your jokes.
0: Well, your there's still and, some good shows where you can hang. I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I guess you go into the and Anthony. In, kind of shows. I
2: guess so. So, Bobby, I hear yeah. uh I hear
0: you have some opinions on Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they always ask for questions
0: and off. I give them a list of questions, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. And I always go, uh, and they always give me, I hate the station where they go, can you write down questions for us? And I write down, why is your wife such a cut? What, do you really think you hate niggers that much? And I'd always give them these questions and go, you ask me these, because I don't hate niggers, and my wife's not a cut. But just ask me the question, then I'll go into my cut nigger <laughs> stuff. Here's a
1: story. Here's, uh, the story. Here's a story About me? Yeah. So Slate, so I, he's
0: you can embellish this and way. make it all wrong, I know I, it. <laughs> I, this is
1: the Only the guys I'll go see, because I'll right. go see him. Sure. I drive down to County Magic Club because he's head down there. So we're hanging out backstage, right? And before he goes on, he goes, Hey Shyder, watch me. I'll lose them and I'll get get them back. Just to show you. I said, all right. So he's up and working and he spots the two guys sitting down front. He does a stick, you know, the two guys are gay. He makes his illusion, they're gay. Sure. And course. he goes, and then he's killing, he's doing great. And then he just goes, My wife's, my wife's a fucking cunt. Just nails, it like hard. No joke, nothing right. to it. Just, and the audience goes, oh, oh. They throw up. He goes, no, she's a fucking cunt. I mean, there's not a joke to it. Right, right. He just says like three times, <laughs> like, like Beetlejuice, like on <laughs> <went> up here. <laughs> no, my wife's a fucking cunt. And the, now the crowd's booing. He's got them right. booing. Like most of the women are booing him. Then he goes, then he goes, he goes, looks at two guys he's already alluded to again. What are you two gay boys laughing at? The whole crowd laughs. Right, right. The whole crowd laughs. He looks at me in the back of the room. He goes, because I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, because I'm a
0: professional. I'm sure it's better than that. But okay, that's a nice, concise version. I'm not sure exactly. Um, and by the oh, way, you remember it, do you? No, no, because... You don't I,
1: remember the bits? We had a bit... This is this. So we're working on Mike Binder's Mind and a Married Man. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? It's so great Binder show. So and I are yeah. talking. We're coming up with ideas, story ideas. I said, here's a great episode. Bobby Slayton has this bit, right? He talks about never getting anything on Valentine's Day. He always does great things for his wife. goes out of his way to throw her buys her things, takes her to dinner, never does anything for him. Right. One year she said, Bobby, this year, this year on Valentine's Day, I'm going to blow you while you're watching a Three Stooges video. Right. He said, I'm so excited. I hire a limo. I take her out to dinner. I buy her flowers. I buy her beautiful gift necklace. We come home. She says, go sit down there. Bobby takes his pants off. He's sitting on the couch. She comes out in lingerie with a videotape, puts a videotape, starts working on him. Bobby goes, it was Shemp. <laughs> Killer joke. Right? Oh, excellent. Every guy goes, excellent. no curling, no three students. Right, right. So Binder goes, That's a cool, we'll make an episode out of that. That's fantastic. Call up Slayton, see if we can buy it from him. Right. So I call Slayton up. Slayton goes, that's not my bit. I go, Bobby, it's your bit. He goes, really, I don't remember
0: doing that bit. He doesn't even remember the bit. No, I did remember the bit. Now, here's
1: the here's the bit. Here's the bit. Here's the I do remember. That. No, I remember. I finally convinced it was his bit.
0: Okay. Now the way it's you funny. told it, I didn't remember because you told it was convoluted no, wrong, so God, convoluted and wrong, and then you <laughs> fucked it Yo, up so badly. The bit. You're
1: trying to pull out You did not remember that bit because <laughs> Binder was witness. You, he was on the. What no, you told to me, and I
0: remembered it very well. I told you because I did it for a long time. Convinced him
1: fine, and he goes. So I said, well, we'll buy it from me. He goes, no, no, you're to have it. I don't use it anymore. I don't, I don't remember it. I don't use it. So then we're sitting around and Binder goes, you know, because it was really nice of him to give us the pitch. Sure. Binder goes, we got to get Slayton on this show. And he created a role for Slayton. Oh, so it's like awesome. good karma coming back. Yeah, and totally. Then, yeah.
0: And even I couldn't save that show. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody could save it. nobody. And it was a great show. Yeah, it was a good show. It was really it was good. good. You, you, know, you know, here's the story of my life. And this is in my book when it comes out. By the way, I can't wait to read your book, Shines. I do have it. Because all those passings you put on Facebook were so great. But I knew the story of my life. Mind the Merry Man was not only a good show, um, you know, it had its. I thought it was great. You were writing on it. Great Nick show, was writing it, on it. Show. It was great. Great writers, sure. good, great actors. Yeah. But it was on between The Sopranos and Curb. Yeah. And I said, there's no way the show, these are arguably two of the best shows, not only in the history of television, yeah. but definitely two of the best shows on television then. You know, Absolutely. and nobody, none of the people not like Mind the Married Man, they didn't even see it. I'd say to people on HBO, what, what's your show? Mind the Married Man, first season, never saw it. Do you like The Sopranos? Yeah, you watch Curb, yeah. And for some reason, they turned on the TV in between. Binder's theory was, because it was so anti-women and guys That's- getting blowjobs, the guys loved the show, secretly recorded it. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. That was the problem. I think you that know? was the problem, was that the women weren't like into the show, because it was such a right, right.
2: point of view of the male point of view sure. from marriage. I met Mike Binder once. When I first moved out here, and I hadn't started doing stand-up, and I was working at a restaurant, in, uh he's fine if he barks, Bobby. He's fine barks? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> he's just, and, uh,
1: Bobby, you've been barking a whole episode <laughs> here. What does <laughs> it matter if your dog barks? He's like Are me. He, a he wants
0: the mic. You know, if he what's doesn't the difference have attention, between the dog and get, you? I don't get it. He gets jealous of me getting all the attention here. You <laughs> <laughs> get he jealous <laughs> of you getting all the attention. <laughs> 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 he's <laughs> uh, well. Oh, Binder, I met him. I was
2: hitchhiking from Brentwood to Hollywood because I worked in a restaurant, and I didn't have a car, and he picked me up. And uh, and I knew he was after I started talking to him because I was a big fan of stand up and he'd already done a couple of movies like Crossing the Bridge. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Other- Coop DeVille. What is it? Coop DeVille, the Coop, car with Alan star, Arkin. Great. Crossing the, Cross other the one Bridge. Pollock was in about the camp. Oh, Pollock. Summer. Yeah, that was, that was cool. great. Yeah, really good. Really, really good movie, man. Really good. Sam
0: Raimi made the special guest appearances like the kind of mentally deranged. Gardner guy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's
2: great. And so I, I would talk to him and he drove me like he was only going to Sunset and I lived in like Beachwood, which means nothing to the people listening in Australia. It's nothing eat. to me. I know where it is. <laughs> I had my first house. Where Beechwood? at Beachwood. Yeah. Beachwood, right. Canyon. So he drove me from Brentwood all wow. the way home and we and I talked about stand up and how much I wanted to do stand up and stuff. And uh, I isn't that cool? Like a year later. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. And I've, I've never seen him since. I got him on the show.
1: You should get him on the show. Yeah, he would be good. Because he was, you know, the, at the store at the beginning. I mean, he came out here as an 18-year-old. He was called Kid Comic. Kid oh, Comic. Here's the first time I heard of Binder. I, mean, I kind of heard of him, right? Mm. But the, the, the Chuckles, the original Chuckles out in Phoenix, that was just a complete... Oh,
0: God. With the guy, the, in, coke, the coke, the Coke, the coke, coke, coke. Oh, this was <laughs>
1: an unbelievable place. It was 500-seat, former country-western bar. Right, right. And it was packed... And so, first time I go there, and was, I was the first comic in there. I was supposed to. I was supposed to open for Henny Youngman. Henny Youngman canceled, so I had to become the headliner. Sure. So I, they go, come back in three months, come back. And they said it's a great hotel, it's a great hotel, great club. Yeah. Next time, three months later, I go. It's now the hotel's like a half a mile instead of like walking out yeah. of the door to door to door. It was like a half mile on the street, not as good a hotel. we have the old hotel. I said, "Oh, this guy, Mike Binder, man." He pulled, a, he pulled a Keith Moon on one of the rooms. Oh, man. Really? He destroyed a room. He got kicked out of that hotel. I go, who's this goddamn binder? Cost me a good hotel room.
0: <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> that was the old Mike Binder. No, no, it was. It was about
1: 82. This was like, you know, he was I he could was see ripping. why guys
0: quit alcohol and, and drugs. Right, right. Some guys yeah, can't some handle guy it. can't
1: handle like you can, Bobby.
0: <laughs> no, they <laughs> can't. It for years, look
1: at you, man. Look at
0: me. Look at I, I'm a great shape. You can still do a couple lines. I'm a gra- I would do it if you had
1: it. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 all right. I wouldn't even know where to get it. I don't want to get it. Yeah, then let's call and get you some. I wanna watch you do some Coke on the yeah, show. I don't I wanna do see it. if nice you can talk faster. Nice. I wanna see if you can possibly talk faster.
0: <laughs> it actually relaxes me. Coke. That <laughs> works the opposite of me. Are you one of those people who can sleep after you do it? Yeah. Really? I, I don't do it when they go to bed. All I don't right. really night, honey. I don't do it as much as I I don't do it like I used to. <laughs> Occasional blast. I've done I've one about a month ago. If somebody offers it to me, I'm not no turning judge, it down.
2: I've no done uh, my, no, none my fair share. I've done my fair share of drugs. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: I what makes it really tough is is my <laughs> okay. dealer lives not my dealer, but if I want it, he's literally Within My girlfriend's five minutes away. He's right between my girlfriend's house and my house. That's it's good to keep
1: that's, a dealer between you and your girlfriend. Yeah, It's actually It just works out that way. That's, Who do you call more often, by the way? Huh? Who do you call more often? Your dealer? Or your I girlfriend? don't call
0: him. He's not my dealer. He goes, I don't really do other, it.
1: You call your, you look, I'm coming to my girlfriend's house. I got to stop at my dealer's.
0: Now, that shows you what kind of restraint I have now, because I don't really call him ever anymore that often too much.
1: <laughs> this is, you more know, you tariff, saw I Am Comic, text? right? You saw I Am Comic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He comes when I Am Comic, I sit down and interview him. Uh-huh. I go, Bobby. Uh, and I don't do it like He starts up, he goes, You know, I'm not like you guys. I didn't do a lot of drugs at all. And I started laughing. <laughs> the entire crew who doesn't even know him started laughing. I was like, Are you kidding but me? But I never. The first time I did drugs in his apartment, I in remember apartment, that. I didn't know it. We, you walk in, you don't really notice this, right? So we're there for four or five hours. You know, it's like now, six in the morning. Right. We're doing blow, getting a little tweaky, and I gotta go out in the bathroom. And he's got a creature of the black lagoon, like a full size thing in the
0: hallway, which I had noticed coming You'll in. see him when we finish. He's downstairs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which completely is not what you want to see when you're tweaking at right, six sure, in the morning heading for the bathroom.
0: Yeah, he's downstairs now.
1: Where was that? New York? No,
0: it was, no, New it was York. In, uh, Westwood. Westwood. Oh, but by, by the way, I never really I bet you I didn't do as much Coke as you and Binder and all those guys. Everybody was doing all this and then Everybody thinks... Bobby, like, I didn't see you push. I don't remember much. But I don't think I remember you pushing the mirror away from you during that night. But were, I, I don't really remember that. I remember you coming over to my uh, that apartment, and we are doing a few lines. We weren't doing like an no, ounce no, of we blow.
1: Were, no, uh, no. Once every six hours, we did a line. I <laughs> never... Look,
0: I never bought more than a gram at a time. I bought like an eight ball and split it with people in the old days. But it was never... People always think... Because my nose right now, uh-huh. always stuffed up, always talking fast. Sure. My side has been like this since I was a kid. So people always think that I'm doing blow, and I'm not. It actually, like I said. It's good cover for you. It's good cover for me.
2: <laughs> it's now, it's younger
0: comic. I, I don't get yeah, to say that very yeah, often, yeah, by the yeah. way. My, <laughs> yeah. God, Murray. My, my wife. Murphy, look
1: out, wait a minute. Murray's got something to say. What? <laughs> really? Make it quick. <laughs> well, because we, like, oh, <laughs> well, we all heard
2: like, oh, man, in the 80s, you used to get paid and blow. I <laughs> never got is that. Is
0: really? there, 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 there was that's one, my, one, I heard that, that I, question, Bobby.
1: There, there might have been others. There was one guy named John Cochran who owned the okay. first club in Columbus. He opened up. I worked there the first time. like Oh, no, God. Remember that? Uh, yeah. And he was a tourist because then he, he went to... He, he, he had a club in, in... Several clubs in the Midwest. Okay. You know, Cincinnati, Toledo, and then he blew them all up his nose. He sucked them all up his nose. No. Can you mention sure that? Isn't that... He is... Went down to Florida, opened up a club in Tampa, and okay. did the same thing, you know? Uh, and so he was the guy who would do that. But very. But what we didn't do was we didn't pay. You'd go into town. We were like rock stars. Yeah. In the beginning of the 80s, you go down. All the hipsters in town were out to see the comedy show. It was a brand new thing. It was a brand... So... You got. I've been. Mean, remember walking on stage and many times. People would be shaking my hands and they'd just give me a snow seal. Just be like oh, here's really? a gram, man. A what? Come I'll hang out. You a what? Just, it was a snow seal, a little seal. Snow, snow, seal? Old, snow seals.
0: Oh, I never heard. Little of that. seal,
1: like little little plastic yeah. thing.
0: So I didn't even know what that was. I told. I did. I I never knew. What, I never in heard of
1: fact, that. The ones oh, the snow pigs, d- they had like little polar bears on them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so so they you know the, so people were just giving you coke all sure, the time sure. and, and wanting to hang out with you. So a lot of times you know it was just I'm, I'd go into town. And I'd find that there on him with the. I remember working in uh, Lubbock. Lubbock had a brand new club. Like mm-hmm. I'm opening this club in Lubbock. Lubbock, Texas. So the first night, I hook up with a Coke dealer. So I'm at his house all night long. So the next day, they want me to do a TV show at the club. So they had to finally track me down. They had to find uh, – I didn't know where I was. I was in right, my right. hotel room. Yeah. So they come track me down. So they come and get me. They go, we got to do it. You're going to do an interview with a TV show at the club right before the show. So I go in there at like 5 o'clock. I've been up all night long. been doing blow all whacked out. This woman comes and interviews me. Well, she walks away. Apparently, I just pass out on the stage. Right. Next thing you know, there's a waitress shaking me, going, Sir, sir, the show's getting ready to start. I'm sleeping on the stage. I wake up. The whole room is packed with people. I get up. I stagger out, go next door, shower, come back, and do it now in the comic. Right. But they saw me pass out on
0: the stage as they came in. Jeez. By the way, I don't know what happened to that guy, John Cochran, but he never, I just want to say that he, he never gave me any drugs in case he listens to this podcast and decides to sue. That was Shardner. Yeah, I was no,
1: going to say, I going to have to... I had heard him. that. He still I, no, no. He's, people had all, told first me, first me all, that. truth is a defense. Okay. He, he did offer people many times, okay. you know, the pain. Yeah, I never heard that.
0: Never, nobody John ever heard, Cochran, I,
1: if you're still booking, he, I'm available in January.
0: Nobody. He, <laughs> here's a... Here's a... <laughs> Zimbad told us
1: once he didn't pay his electric bill, right? John Cochran didn't pay the electric bill. So the show starts, and all of a sudden, all electricity is cut off. There's no sound. Really? No lights. So Sinbad says, they just took those little red candles Mm -hmm. off the table. They'd hold them under their face, right? (laughs) And do their act. Because Cochran's like, no, you got to do the show. You got to do the show. We can't do any refunds.
0: Right. You know, I would hear this about clubs all the time. I think I heard that about Chuckles. Didn't that guy get busted in a big drug deal? Chuckles.
1: In Phoenix. they they were they were like loaded so they go they signed all of us to man I had a management contract with a guy with the, jo- put, the guy chuckles he put down not an eight ball he put down a half ounce of coke said I want to manage you I said you have got yourself See, a new I never client. saw this a new <laughs> client now was it wasn't just me wait a minute was it wasn't right. just me it was Rodriguez a whole bunch of people signed these cocaine management contracts they were totally awash in coke they were but they weren't paid they pay you cash but they were just giving you coke so they got they got closed down for not paying their taxes and all right the club closed, and this guy got arrested for wire fraud, one of the owners, and he was put in prison. Now, I've heard this story from Rodriguez. Right. Then he goes to do a prison gig, right? So Rodriguez, we had to try to find this guy to, to – where could where, where we get our management contracts voided? Because we had these outstanding management contracts with this guy who's now in prison. Sure. So Rodriguez goes on stage, right, and he walks on stage for all these prisoners, and the guy in front goes, Hey, Paul! Right, and Rodriguez goes, "Hey, it's my manager," <laughs> and the place falls out like the prison. The population are just howling for right, But right. the, he found him, so then we could all send these. We had to get lawyers to send these things: a dissolution of contract. Wow! To get out of our management contract with this guy.
0: I think when you're in prison, doesn't that pretty much make it the dissolution would Boy, kind of be? I, I know we had to do but, an
1: official thing. Did you really? Yeah, you, it you know, it,
0: what's thing. amazing is I hear these stories, not just from you, from all these guys. I go to a town and I try to buy blow. And I go, and I'd find out the owner would pay us a blow. He would give us blow. You could buy it from him. You know there was yeah, yeah, play, they, they the place available. It was available. Yeah, but available. I I could never find it. Never happened to me. I'd have to go Bobby, find it. Bobby, I could never that guy. I played chuckles twice. And well, I, I never had any him give me drugs or or for me. No, never. And and and, and Cochran, I played there. He never there was never any drugs from him. I there was five were, six clubs. Do all you a, guys tell me then? I and I'm the, I never. No club owner ever offered me drugs. I mean once or twice, I think maybe in Washington, DC, but I had to pay for it. Yeah, there was a club. There was a club. (laughs) Okay, there was a club. Somebody said to me, I'm a young comic, once you go to Atlanta or whatever the club was, he said, if you there's a waitress there, her name is whatever her name was, Cindy. Right. she blows every headliner she'll give everybody she gives the best blowjob right after the show she'll take the headliner back to and okay so I went to the club and I asked for Cindy and I go wow she's really cute and I, I remember killing and <laughs> I remember getting off stage and looking for Cindy she went home with the middle actor had like a unicycle I go she's blowing the guy the juggler she's blowing the juggler and you go uh, you know what this is like the worst thing ever that's like that's, she, a, that's she, like a priest getting turned down by a priest yeah. that, that was like really that's what of those really? classics
1: she goes you remember the, the again before he got into comedy like, this girl she's having sex with everybody so I go I want to date her because I'm not having sex with anybody and then you date her and you first date and she goes you're really nice and I've decided to change how I am uh. and I'm not going to go no no change next date
0: no, not tonight change
1: the next date
0: God, yeah, I was never good with the pussy on you, the road. No, 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 no. I, you know, the only time I ever got laid was in San Francisco because it's my hometown. So I was like, you know, that was, I had all my coke connections because I was living up there. And when, when I moved to LA, I'd go back to San Francisco because, you know, you know I'd been, I started out there 40 years ago with Robin and Dana and Pollock and Wait, that whole scene. So sure. I'd go back there and then i go on the road. And I'd, nobody, Wait. nobody would have sex with me. She's fucking the juggler. I can't get the coke. <laughs> you know, I hated the road. You and jugglers, man. Listen,
1: not, no coke offered to you by any club owner, which is really unbelievable, because Kevin Rooney used to do a joke well, that said, like, the club owners would just give you all right. the drugs you wanted, because right, right. it kept the monkey alive, It kept you wired. <laughs> no, but if you asked for a sandwich, they go, no, 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 half price on a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got, I'm not yeah. giving you a sandwich. Headliners. You want a Coke, you want, man,
0: but I'm not no. giving you the a There were a few guys, That's and an I don't want to joke really joke talk about them <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it's so Rooney. There, there were three or four guys that would either get it for me, or take me in the office, give me a few lines, or give me a little package. There, there were, but not like you guys talk about. I didn't take out an ounce. And no, no,
1: there, pay were, me. there were there were guys. I mean, the, the Cleveland was partly Cleveland Comedy Club. One of the owners was a cop, oh. so you think, oh my god, it's trouble. Well, who's no, that asshole no, Dino
0: Vince who canceled me? I was me Dino, fucked right? a lot of people.
1: Well, he was part of the owner, but the other guy was a cop. So I remember going in there, and I'm doing cocaine with the cops, right? Right with yeah. the cops, and uh, the uh, you remember Vic Dunlap? Of course, Vic sure. had a great story. So the first time he goes there, the guy a guy he buys some coke from from. From one of the um, uh, owners, right, mm-hmm. one of the guys, and he's he's put some lines out, and a cop comes to the door, and and he, in he, uniform, he, in uniform, and Vic didn't know the deal, so he's like, oh my god, he's like caught with this coke right, in front of you, right. and the cop goes, you shouldn't be doing that. And he pulls out, like he's, like he's pulling his handcuffs. He starts coming with dicks like. Crazy. He pulls out, instead of his handcuffs, he pulls out a whole bunch of coke. And goes, this is good coke. <laughs> and he puts down a whole bunch of... <laughs> I, mean, exactly. I don't have those kind of story. All right, all right.
0: <laughs> That's a Keith Richards story. No, well, seriously, right. come on. Right. Man, I got into...
2: Well, I guess I couldn't get into comedy in the 80s. I was in
1: junior high.
0: I got to get back to Cleveland. Well, I haven't seriously. been there so long. <laughs> yeah.
1: Man, that is some... Like, well, that Cleveland Club owner also was part of a story that actually happened with me with... And it's in the book, Kicking Through the Ashes... Available on Amazon. Uh, so where can we get my, I, my I publisher? And you I never mentioned a book. You never mentioned Amazon. <laughs> but the club owner was a, was. All, he said one night he kept going. You know you got. And I was banging his his daughter who worked at the club. Okay. And he said we're all partying. He says you got to come back to the house. I got a World War II collection. You got to see this World War II collection. Let's go back and we'll drink at the house. You know. So go back and we go into his basement and he shows us this room. There's nothing there other than Nazi stuff. Oh, so it wasn't really, you, know, you think you think, know, okay, we we'll see some Japanese stuff, sure, some American sure. stuff, some yeah, British yeah. stuff. The collection was all Nazi stuff with a framed picture of Adolf Hitler, like on a little altar thing. Oh, so I went, uh, we got to end this party kind of soon. I got to get it? home. Who was this guy? It was Cleveland. Do you know? No, it was the guy, whatever guy who was the partner. Oh, I don't the know. Partner. I never played there. Well, was, there I were there I... a couple of cops, but one of the cops, there were a couple of cops who were partners with him. Oh, it, I don't right? know. And one of them. Had this collection and he had to show us, man and I remember I can't remember who the other comic was. There was like one other right, comic right. coming back, but I remember him looking at me and him, I'm looking at him going, "We got to get out of here, man. <laughs> we got to get out of <laughs> here. Wow. I'm not Jewish. You're not Jewish. Right. I don't care. We got to get out of here."
0: Jeez, sure if you were Jews, how you'd feel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: know. I didn't, I didn't realize you're a San
2: Francisco guy. For I didn't know that. What's that? I didn't realize you were a San Francisco.
0: where do you think I was? Well, I'm from New York. Yeah, but I started out stand, doing stand up yeah. in San Francisco. I was just up at San. People Francisco. still ask me if I lived there. I, I moved out of there 30 years ago but you think people would care more about me but no
2: <laughs> i was just up there and i'll be at the punchline in january hello oh yeah um yeah cool but i was talking to a bunch of like the guys who opened for me and they were saying how they don't live in san francisco anymore they don't even live in oakland they don't live they have to drive two
1: hours because it's so expensive,
0: expensive. to
2: live in san francisco it's killing the starving artists
1: manhattan we all lived in manhattan yeah. back in 79 80 everybody lived seinfeld larry miller over everybody lived in manhattan Right. Now these guys are like where you live? I live an hour and a half out in Jersey or I live yeah, in yeah. Queens or I live they can't afford to live in there.
0: It's hour. brutal. You it's know, you know, man. in San Francisco the punchline was one of the first of the comedy clubs in the country. I mean you, you I don't have to tell you you wrote the book, but yeah. uh, you know, there were I, I and I think, you know, after all those Mr. Kelly's and the purple onion and and, and all those hungry eye you know, in the fifties and sixties, you know, when the comedy boom started, you know, you had of course the improv, you had Catch Your Rising Star, you had then the comedy store, and you had all this stuff out here so, but as as far as the road gig there was the 80s in Chicago, the Cleveland Comedy Club. You know, there was the Funny Bone. I mean, all 80s.
1: Garvin started in 79. Yeah. There were the three clubs out in California. that were There the, was the the comedy store down. It was a very Pacific Beach at first, then it moved to La Jolla. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she opened out in like 76, I think. Then before there was, the, one, the, one, the one on Sunset, the, though, first. The, you know, you know, the, first, I'm saying paying outside right, okay, paying right. gigs. So the right. ones you described before, Catch right. a Star, comic Strip, Improv Show- in New York. They were showcase, showcase clubs, clubs, no paying. We're talking about paying comedy clubs. Right. Right, and then there was the laugh stop in Newport Beach. Right, oh and God, that's 77, and then comedy, seventy oh, eight the Comedy Magic Club. Then right. on the East Coast, Garvin's in seventy nine in DC was the first paying comedy club outside. Then, right. then the comic strip before Little Dale eighty. Then all these other clubs started popping. Well, I think the paying. punchline in Cleveland. All right, this, right. down the punchline in San it's Francisco. By I, told, I told. I was told that they started started bringing outside acts in an eighty. That's what I was told.
0: No, they started
1: right away, but it, here was the thing. No, no, no. They weren't paying outside comedy acts. They were they had local guys and all that sort of thing, but paying. You had scenes. You had a scene in San Francisco. Okay. There was a scene in Washington, D.C. Okay. These, we didn't know each exactly other existed. Boston had a scene. There was a scene in Chicago. These comedy scenes in the 70s were bubbling, yeah, bubbling, yeah. but nobody knew each other. I remember I was working in, L Brookman's was our place, and Louis Black, myself, Kevin Rooney, Ron Zerman, all these guys. In D.C.? In D.C. Before had this Garbage. Little, little bar, before Garbage. little bar opened in, in the summer of 77. So we're like doing comedy there on weekends, right? right? This little bar. And this guy comes in. It was like, I'm like 78. You know, we've been doing it for about a year. Right. And we didn't know. I didn't even know there were clubs in New York City at the time. Right. Wow. So this guy comes in and goes, ah, my name's Tony DePaul. Okay, God. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. He says, I, we, I'm a comic from San Francisco. I go, really? He says, yeah, we got a club like this called the Holy City Zoo out in oh, San right. Francisco. Yeah. I go, what? You guys are doing it? He said, yeah, a bunch of guys like this. Young people just doing comedy, and he wanted to do a guest set because he was visiting relatives. He said, come out and see me. So that
0: next summer, I drove out to L.A. and... Well, no, the Punchline, which did start around there, did bring major headliners in uh-huh. right away. Because I was a house top See, What happened at the Punchline was, next door there was a club that uh, Jeffrey Pollack, Kevin's cousin, owned, called The Old Waldorf, which Bill Graham right, you told finally me that. Yeah, bought yeah, I a three late, right, years right. later. So, The Old Waldorf had all these great bands that I would open up for. And the then back Zivon, and forth. Ray Charles, right. wow. uh, I think the Dictators were there, uh-huh. Robert Gordon, uh, Tower of Power. The t- I mean, you know, the major acts sure, sure. that were, you know would play there. and their dressing room was if you walk through the kitchen was a room almost as big next door that was not used as a comedy club it was backstage with a pool table that was pretty much used for the acts it was a crappy bar and during the day jeffrey had an english pub a fish and chips place so because mm-hmm. it was in the financial district right in the middle i mean you guys have been there and it doesn't look like you'd have a comedy club in this area it's right in the, middle of the little financial park so that was backstage so John Fox, not the comedian, but John Fox who did the San Francisco comedy competition thought this would be a great place to do comedy. So they moved the pool table out of there, and they started doing comedy. Maybe the first few months it was just local guys. A. Whitney Brown, Bob Sarlat, Bo Rafferty, me. Um, it was before Pollock. And, and, and Robert Ordy. I think, was, he was kid, gone, kid, kind, kind of he was, famous. Yeah, yeah. So the place was really not a comedy club. And the dressing room, there was no dressing room. They had a, a plastic sheet up with an old couch with nails coming out of it. And I kind of became the house emcee, at least three weeks out of every month. I was a house of MC. People ask me how to get good in comedy. I go, you just got to keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Right. So being a house of MC, the place, they had duct tape to the ceiling, the microphone, and it would fall down <laughs> in the middle of the show. It would be, the floor was these tiles, and when people walked in, make well, so much noise. How big was the room? How many people did it hold? It actually wasn't as big as the old wall. It might have fit now nah, a couple of hundred, See, this whole thing, all the rooms back then were small. Right. Do you see these theaters is.
1: now. These theaters, the improv theaters, seven, 800 seats, 600 seats. They were all 100, 150, yeah, yeah.
0: 200. Right. Well, if you had a 2 2 or 300 seat that was a big comedy well week. they yeah. would pack and they were all yeah. ad hoc just thrown in yeah, they packed 250, 300 in there, but after the fire department finally came in, they're really now down, because yeah. Bill Graham's organization, Live Nation, does, they don't mess with that. So it's maybe, I think, 150, 175. Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of room in there. Now, the place was built, you know, it was not built for 150 people to be in there, so the air conditioning and the heating system, and there was a there was one teeny, teeny little bathroom for the women, one teeny, teeny little bathroom for the men, literally the size of an airplane bathroom. Yeah, and sure. this, you know, so Ignoring I was- And coke area, this is a real problem. <laughs> that's I, where I, I, that's I, what a the coke yeah, was being done. Because there's no- was this no is place, a real problem There was no place To go to the bathroom And so You was have Four stalls just for coke well, women, well there was one stall But more for the men Than for women So when women Have to go to the bathroom Between acts They have to wait For one woman to come out So the line is Backing up into the club right, right. It, Anyway So the whole place Was horrible So I decided Since I'm the house MC, And they started Bringing up guys from LA Mike Binder George Wallace uh, Bruce Babyman Bob, sure. Denny Johnston Michael Keaton Jerry Seinfeld Larry Miller And I was the house MC. Hot em- Connie, What? June Taylor <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sammy Spanley and the orchestra Miami Beach other the great so I being the house MC felt this place looks horrible and I went to North Beach and started buying posters of all these old time comedians and framing them with, with cardboard just to put on the wall because I felt this wow. was kind of my club even oh, though cool. I was getting paid That's shit cool, sure. so I would bang them into the brick and halfway through the show these things would be falling down the microphone would be falling down <laughs> from the ceiling and and the place is just horrible anyway a couple years later you know, I move up to Middle Act move up to Headliner Bill Graham buys it puts a half million into it and now the punchlines are beautiful Club, right. but I cut my teeth opening up for all these people. Yeah, seeing a comedy, Elaine Boozler, uh, Kippadata. Yeah. who but all the opening, all the opening act for
1: bands. That's all we had in Washington D.C. That's all I did in Washington D.C. Well, really, just no,
0: no, there was no, no other work.
1: Wait, we'll my first time bands. I opened up for a band was Ramones oh yeah,
0: yeah I remember yeah, that I mean, story that, that first,
1: I mean all the all the bands that you came through like he described yeah. oh, yeah. opened up for all the same bands Tower because of because they Little wanted Feet. a comic because like they paid the dictators in there yeah, yeah. But they stayed at my house last week oh
0: really yeah I gotta show you a picture they were all here last week can't had some, some Dick, Manitoba. Dick Manitoba wrote Ro- boys you told
1: me he didn't marinate some meat before that week <laughs>
0: yeah I gave them my house. They came to LA. They <laughs> oh, were playing tour cool. uh, towards Southern California. That's the hotel cool. accommodation screwed up. And go, you can have my house. Oh, I said, that's like, cool. So the dictators took over my home, which is, awesome. I was happy to do. But I would open it for all these bands because as you know, opening uh, for a band, they don't have to they don't have to pay a band to open. They pay a comic 25 bucks. There's no yeah. change of, uh, You're not in the dressing room. Absolutely. You're out of the way. These clubs had very small take dressing rooms. Take that
1: room. mic. And lead singer goes, don't take my mic. Take the bass singer's yeah, right. mic. <laughs> and don't even go to right. go, go the bass player. Right? And the don't comic even.
0: didn't have to be in the dressing room. Right. Right. You didn't have to switch out amps. No. Nope. So, and I would get paid 25 to $50 maybe at the most to open up for all these people. And it was... Brutal. I you know. I mean, work. enough I comics, about yeah. that. No, no.
1: I was a fifty dollar man <laughs> I
0: was, was, from I the remember. beginning.
1: From yeah. the beginning, never yeah. went lower.
0: You went for the Ramones, but I went up for the Stranglers, which is just as bad. If not oh, oh, Pearl, yeah. Remember Pearl Harbor and explosions? She was. Her and I started out together. I went up for a, them, and we did DC. It, uh, the first time. She yeah. and I were both on stage. Was a talent contest that the Tubes held. White punks on dope. Sure. The Tubes held it at a now defunct club, which I performed at at a, bo- at a doorman, the boarding house in San Francisco. The Tubes wanted that a big talent contest and. Martin Mull and uh, um, a few Abel from the Tubes, um, a couple other celebrities were the judges. They were looking for acts, oddball acts to open up for the Tubes for a week. And uh, Pearl Harbor was on um, – she was on roller skates wow. and she had boxing gloves yeah. and the whole song. Yeah. There was a guy uh, – all these different acts. And uh, Robin Williams was singing cowboy and Martin Mull, Martin Mull said – you know, no, Robin didn't pass the audition. They said, um, there's enough the tubes have enough guitar players and they, they Robin, they they so he didn't make it. Wow. And I made it with my little band of idiots. I should show you this picture, but <laughs> I came out with a stake through my heart, holding a head and had some drag queen singing. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. It was a perfect <laughs> gancho show tubes, you know, kind of pop art. Whatever the fuck it was, right. but we opened up for the Tubes. It was my first time on stage, so oh, that was hilarious. that was pretty funny. That's Remember hilarious. Wendy O. Williams in the Plasmatics? Of course, that yeah. was one of my
1: early. Games. Oh, really? She so it or something. I, that's why I came up with this line because I came out. It was just it was a it was in Adams Morgan in DC, and they were just booing like crazy and screaming at me. And I said, "Look, if you kill me now." She's not coming out any earlier. (laughs) 15 minutes, I'm out here. If you kill me now, you just will watch my body decompose for the next 15 minutes. Got a couple laughs, right? So I came off, and she's standing there, and she hands me a beer, right? And she's got, like, little... I remember because she had like I think she was electrical hot. tape over her oh, nipples. Yeah, totally, yeah, really really she was hot. So, so hot. I'm just standing there. She hands me beer. She goes, "That's it. Watch me. I'll get those fuckers." <laughs> and she walked out. She chainsawed a TV, and she she shot a gun. I thought it was a prop thing at first. She shot a gun in the ceiling, and plaster came down. Jesus. So I turned to the, one of the guys inside and said, ah, I did you know, like? I thought it was a magic." She goes, no, no. That's she's just shot a live round into the fucking ceiling. <laughs> that's where Carrot Top gets that from. <laughs> I thought that was his bit. <laughs> you know, and, and she was like, and she was like, you know. Just screaming. I was like, I go, this is
0: fantastic. You know, opening for the tubes in San Francisco was not easy. It's never easy to open for a band. You're never oh, going right, to do great. Right. What it is, it's like riding the mechanical bull. You see how long you can stay on without yeah. getting thrown off, and you do your 10, 15, 20 minutes and yeah. collect your 50 bucks right. and, and hopefully get a smattering of applause. Sure. And I would do okay with Ray Charles, the Tower of Power, with, with little grown ups. Right. So the tubes. We're kind of San Francisco's, you know, pop, you know, local resident band with the white punks on dope and talk to you later. So I'd opened up them for a few times and people knew me by then. So I had a good 10 minutes where I could go on. I could kill for 10 minutes. I had enough material back then to do, to do it. Maybe 15, maybe 20. So one item opening for the tubes. And they told me, Bobby, listen, Fee wables is going to be late because he was a major softball player. He's in a tournament in Stockton, California. The tournament went into extra innings. He's running late. Can you stay on stage till the tubes get there? And I'm going, how long do you think he's going to be? Oh, he should be here 15, 20 minutes. So I get up there, and people are laughing. I'm killing for five, 10 minutes, doing okay for the next five, 10 minutes. I'm running out of material. They're getting antsy. Another five, 10 minutes. I'm out of material. I'm fucking with the crowd. I'm starting to lose him. And after about another five, 10 minutes, things are really going bad. And he runs on stage in his baseball uniform, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, but there was another time, Fee. Well, I, I opened for them in L.A. And if I oh, open this, going to not be a problem. Some new club in, in Encino. Uh-huh. And I, I go to open for the tubes. Now, nobody knows who I am. And it's standing room only. And all these young punk rocker kids are in the audience. And they don't want to hear comedy. It's, sure. I could tell already. It's going to be maybe not as bad as Plasmatics or Ramones. But I'm in... This is not going to work. No, they're standing. No. And they're screaming and they're ready to pogo and whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> you know? Thank God it was in England, they don't spit <laughs> on you. Right. Whatever
1: those kids yeah. are doing, yeah. a pogo, yeah. a slam
0: dance thing. So I went backstage and I said to Fee Weyball, look, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to give me a chance. There's no way I could do this. Because what if I introduce you? Which to me, for the lead singer of a band to go that's on. And oh, so, Wabel totally, yeah. went out and so Listen, everybody, yeah. he went out there, everybody goes crazy. He goes, Listen, we, we you got to listen. There's a comic, there's a friend of ours. He's going to come out here. He's great. Welcome, Bobby Slate. And I did 15 minutes and it went fine. Awesome. I you mean, it wasn't, I'm not going to say that I, I recorded that show for a CD. Right, right, right. But I got yeah. through it. They laughed. Everybody came out intact. My pride yeah. was still yeah. somewhat there. No, that's okay. Yeah. I that's gave $100. No, no, that's you know, know that. I, the, piece, I got a lot of props, a lot of.
1: Encouragement from the son of those guys. Opened up, I opened. I went up for Mose Allison, who just mm-hmm. died, right? right? So I I knew Mose Allison only because I'd listened to the Who's Live at Leeds so much mm-hmm. and Young Man Blues, right? And they mentioned Mose Allison. Sure, so sure. now I'm opening for him. So I did the first show. and In between shows, they said, uh, Mose said, if you want to come hang out in his dressing room, you go hang out in his dressing room." You like go well, up there. It's just him and I, and we're talking. I said, "Look, I got to tell you, you know, this is the thing." You know, I I, I didn't think he saw my act. Right, right. You know, I just I told him I knew him from the Who thing, and 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 it was so cool to work with him. And he goes, "Yeah, man. I mean, I'm cash a lot of checks from that man. That was cool." <laughs> and then comes down to the second show, I do my second show, and he goes on. He goes, and he's playing a little bit. He goes, "You know that young com- that comedian there? How about another handful? From- that mad man's he's creative. He's very funny, very good." And 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 he reminded me of this song that I'd forgotten all about from the Who, and he did it, and then he did it like the who did like he pumped oh, he popped really? it up he awesome. popped it up like the who did but he but the fact that he mentioned me from the stage uh, like you cool. said like Fee will awesome. the fact that he gave me like that kind of little bit of respect sure. it made me like oh yeah I'm in this you know I'm in this I'm doing right.
2: this that is awesome That's very great. cool
1: that is hey listen before we wrap things up i know you
2: got oh good to
0: no meat. i got to pee <laughs> and i got to pee too uh, <laughs> we got to pee in p- the meat that's how <laughs> i marinate i'm not going to marinate the meat with the pee we want to talk about rich's book where can we find
1: it kicking through the ashes Amazon.com.
2: Amazon.com. I'm yeah. excited. I'm going to a military tour next week. I'm going to take, get it and take it and read it. I'm excited to read it. I should have brought you a copy, man. That's what I was hinting oh. at.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I have nothing to do for a month, Murray. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I've never man. been off seven weeks. I have never been off for more than two weeks in my life in 40 years of doing stand up. Do really? you have a Kindle? Uh, I don't. Ebook? I, I could have send you that. I, I still like. To hold a book. Yeah. I don't know. I know. You know what? I always like want to hold a book, old, too. Guys. Kindle, even though you get a really cheap. it's some. you know what? It's a, it's a,
1: this just book wanna you want to hold, it. This book you really, this book, Bobby. What? What? It's not a Kindle book. No, you you want to hold it because it has so
0: many pictures in it, and so much. Yeah, you get the pictures. of the pictures. You get the pictures. You
1: get the pictures of the Kindle, but this book,
0: you really want to hold it. There's yeah. no pictures of me, and you cut my story out. What do I give a flying fuck? <laughs> the best story. You, you cut my story out.
1: It was on Facebook. I put it on Facebook instead. Yeah, yeah I know I couldn't. But, yeah, look, I, I the book is long enough. I'm, I can't put 500 I've, pages. I'm not Springsteen. I get it. <laughs> I, no comic, nobody remembers. What's you got 600 I get page pages, right, right.
2: But I will tell you this: you can look for Bobby in the next Woody Allen movie, right? Yeah, yeah, whenever that comes out, July.
0: Yeah, Woody Allen was is my. I, I wish I had, as had it. his Amazon TV show now, which I the hardest thing I've had to do in the history of my show career career, whatever you want to call it, besides this podcast, was memorizing a seven minute scene with Woody Allen. Oh, oh really? my god, wow! Me,
2: seven scene? I am
0: not good at that. Wow, if I would have done blow, it would have worked, and I did okay, Charlie. <laughs> so I did no blow. If I would have, nobody blow, offered you, I nobody, if, you.
1: nobody if, if Woody not,
0: had offered you, you would have done, done it. I would have done it. I nobody done offered. Nobody. Nobody offered, even
1: yeah. my kid was in the room. If Woody yeah. offered
2: it to me, I would have done it. <laughs> Wait, can we go now? Yes, we can go. Listen, uh, uh, I didn't even get a chance to introduce these guys. Oh, you introduce. I'm going to go pick. We never, right. thanks we a lot, never. Bobby Slayton for doing the show. I appreciate it, buddy. Rich Scheidner. He just, <laughs> talks, oh, just he playing. just
1: starts fast and he and then leaves fast. Yeah. Thanks, right. Murray.
2: Uh, come see Bobby Slayton when he comes to your town, and come see Rich Scheidner. He's back on the road too, aren't you, buddy? Yeah. All right. Cool. And pick uh, kicking through the ashes on Amazon, and also. So, uh, I killed, right? What's the other book called? Yeah, I killed yeah, Life yeah, on the Take Kick that. it through the ashes. Kick it through the ashes. Through you guys, thanks for listening.
0: You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And These fights, cancel
1: flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great a Bachelorette Drunks <laughs> in the front, making out for your set And middle acts, doing blow more, missing merch and Drive the rental car, past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist your cell phone is gone
0: One big law and order marathon